Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Many hospitals won't let you take your new baby home without first inspecting an important piece of baby gear, the car seat. A nurse will often check the expiration date and make sure the straps are tight enough to keep baby safe. Today, we're talking all things car seat safety with an expert and moms who have done the research and are here to share their tips and experiences with you. This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies, everyone. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross. I have a three-year-old boy and a baby girl, and we've got such a great show for you today talking about car seat safety. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to visit our website, that's newmommymedia.com, where you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and that keeps you updated on all the episodes that we release each week. Another great way to stay updated is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. And if you're looking for a way to get even more involved with our show, then check out our membership club called Mighty Moms. That's where we chat more about the topics discussed here on the show. And it's also an easy way to learn about our upcoming recordings so that maybe you can join us live. I'd like to introduce our panel of mom guests who are with us today. We have moms Hillary, Amber, and Angela, and we'll also be meeting our expert child passenger safety technician, Greg DeRocher, a little later on in the show. So mamas, thank you so much for being here. I'd love to kick it off with some introductions, telling us a little bit about you, your family, and experience with today's topic as we get started. So let's start with Amber. Hey, good morning. My name is Amber Brown. I have been married to my husband, Wade. It will be 10 years this October. He is a firefighter and paramedic. And so he kind of got us kicked off into the car seat safety world. But my oldest, Emmy, she will be seven in May. Rowan is my middle. He's four. And then our youngest, Jewel, she just turned two at the end of January. Awesome. Amber, thanks so much for being here. Hillary, what about you? Hi, everyone. My name is Hillary Renner. I am married to Tim. And we have been married 10 years in November, actually. We live in North Georgia right now. We have uh, a three-year-old whose name is Ellie and a one-year-old named Lena. I am a nurse. I specialize in trauma. um, And I've done a lot with car seat safety at some pretty big children's hospitals in the country. So obviously my, my biggest experience is actually with my girls being a mom and like using them every single day. (laughs) as long as I want to leave my house. So anyway, yeah, I'm excited to be here and to talk with you all about it. Great. I love that perspective. Angela, I know you're pretty invested in this topic too. So let's hear it. Yeah. My name's Angela and I've been married to my husband, Nick, for 10 years last year. 
Um, and we have three kids. Um, my oldest is almost nine. And then I have a five-year-old and a almost one-year-old. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to pretend like he's not almost one. Um, so yeah, the three kids. And I'm also a pediatric nurse. And I am a child passenger safety technician. And I work at a large pediatric hospital in our injury prevention program. So pretty much all I do is car seats all the time. Well, when you first found out that you were expecting your baby and you were making a baby registry, how much research would you say that you did on car seats? And if so, what specifics were you looking for? I'll let anyone take that who wants to. I can go. So honestly, I was super overwhelmed. Um, When it came to anything, baby, really, Um, just because there's so much out there. And of course, like the marketing people are just trying to sell their stuff to you. So you try to figure out what's important um, and what's important to you. But it's really hard to like parse through all of that information. And especially if you're trying to not spend a bajillion dollars on it, like it's it can be really hard. So when I was expecting Ellie, I did a ton of research and talked with our car seat safety people at the hospital I was working at at the time. Um, And they actually referred me to a website and it really helped me um, kind of like narrow it down to what I wanted. Um, The website was called babygearlab.com for anyone who wants to look. And they have like, you can choose the most important things to you. Like obviously safety was super important to me. Um, but I also wanted to not spend an arm and a leg. So you can set your price point and compare them like, you know, comes in different colors and comes with other bases and you can use a stroller with it or, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and we really needed mobility with our, with our car seat too. Um, we lived in the city at the time. So either we were walking everywhere or we were driving and parking and then still walking a considerable distance. Um, So we needed something that was going to easily like clip into strollers and that kind of thing. Um, So I also had heard like a lot of other moms talk about like how their kids like went through four or five car seats before your baby was happy in one. And I learned a little bit more about that later. Um, But you hear that from people and when you're first looking, you're like, how am I supposed to know what my baby's going to want? They're not even born yet. So, and yeah, when you hear that, though, it's kind of scary because you just don't want to get the wrong thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, one of the things for us, <laughs> probably on a negative side, was more about convenience. Because when we had our first, it was going to be a, well, we need a car seat that has a base so that it can go in my mom's car, in my mother-in-law's car, in my car, in my sister's car. <laughs> Cause it was kind of like that. Um, it takes a village with our first. Um, and so safety wasn't a first priority for us. It was uh, figuring out what would work best for our family. But then as she got bigger and we understood more about car seat safety, it became like our first priority. Um, after she grew out of that infancy and going to that next step of, hey, where's what five point do we need? Does it conv- convert into a booster and all of those questions? But at first, yeah, we just were new parents and I had worked with kids a lot, but not in the travel realm. I'd never put a baby in a car seat before or a toddler in a car seat before. And so it wasn't something that I was really focused on. I was more worried about 
um, breastfeeding and was worried about like, how am I going to get my baby to sleep through the night? And is this bassinet okay? And it wasn't something that was really, I guess, that we were thinking about as much, which sounds so crazy now because you're like, oh my gosh, cars, you know, there's so many things that could happen. But I guess I just took it for granted that what's on the market was fine and it didn't matter, you know, kind of what what we were getting. But now I know better, so we do better. Yeah, I think a lot of new parents feel that way, Amber, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Angela, any thoughts? Yeah, so um, when I had my oldest is kind of when I got into like the whole car seat safety thing because um, I was not a child passenger safety technician until he was almost two, but he was like my like launch point. So I had a really good friend who's also a nurse that worked with me. And she had done a lot of research on car seats in college as part of her like, school project. And so she was like, started teaching me all these things that you don't really realize as a new mom, um, about like, you know, infant seats have bases, but you can use the seat without the base. But sometimes that's not always as convenient, especially if, you know, grandma's doing it, it's not as easy for her. Um, so you might want a base for her car. And then, you know, we were looking at things like we didn't want it to be super heavy. Um, we wanted it to snap on the stroller that we wanted that kind of thing. But that was when I really started to realize, you know, I think a lot of people have this, um, misconception that, oh, like the nurses at the hospital will tell me how to do, but let me tell you, they don't teach you that stuff in nursing school. Um, like I think we had like a five minute little paragraph discussion about car seats in our pediatrics class. And that was it. Um, so don't, I think my biggest takeaway as a first time mom was like, don't rely on other people to teach you how to use your seat when the baby comes. Like you've got to seek that out ahead of time. Um, and so that's something that I really like try to drive home to new families that I'm working with is like, I'm so glad you made an appointment and we're going to go over all this because um, it's a lot to take in. But yeah, that, that he was really my diving point uh, for getting into car seats. Yeah. Well, you started answering my next question, which was, what are some things that you wish you knew about car seats or car seat safety as a new parent? So Angela, that's a perfect segue there. Any thoughts, anyone else? I think for us, um, right before Emmy was born, I guess, we I had seen a segment on the Today Show about coats and car seats and y'all it scared me <laughs> and it showed a baby or I mean it was not a real baby um the little dummy in a puffy coat and the they strapped it in and it seems like it's the straps are tight and then of course they do the safety test and the uh dummy flies out of the car seat and I was like oh my gosh and so I now I <laughs> say that I definitely stand up and tell people, hey, make sure you take your kid out of the coat. It was a big thing with my in-laws and with my parents, like, hey, please take them out of their coat before you strap them in. And I think that was a huge one for me. But then also the tightness of the straps and where the clips are placed. So I'm a family pastor and I have new families come in with babies in car seats all the time. And when they load them up to take them home, that is <laughs> where I try to be as nice as I possibly can. And I help them and I'm going to say, hey, 
I just want you guys to know they're kind of loose in their seat. And I, you know, if, if this is loose right here, you know, their shoulder could get out and Hey, this clip needs to be right here lined up with their armpits. And so for me, it was just things that, um, I didn't know early on again, because I'd never put a baby in a car seat. And that's not one of the things that, that you get taught in your birthing class, right? You don't get, they don't teach you the things afterwards. Um, so I think for me, those were the the two big things is, is the coat and then strap placement and tightness. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And, um, my oldest was born in October and we walked everywhere. So usually I had her in her car seat clipped into a stroller, Um, so yeah, how to keep her warm in that car seat without a coat on, like my teeny tiny little itty bitty newborn. I was putting like 73 blankets on, which is also not great. (laughs) Um, but I definitely did. Like now I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, everybody does that. Um, (laughs) but the chest clip is super important. And I think also like how to lovingly correct people, um, on how to, like place the chest clip when it's your kid is, can be really hard. Um, and like talking to them about proper car seat use specifically, I can remember one time with my in-laws and they were like taking Ellie to a park. Um, and so I was talking to my mother-in-law about, you know, how to, where to clip it and how to secure. And she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you put it up around her neck. And I was like, no, please, (laughs) like, please don't put it around her neck. Um, but yeah, like those kind of perceptions and, you know, now, like you said, now we know better, so we do better. So like how to communicate that to people well, in order to advocate for your own child's safety and for other kids too. Yeah. I've definitely sent a few passive aggressive <laughs> text messages like, Hey, you guys should watch this video about car seat safety <laughs> or, Hey, look at these pictures of where you're supposed to <laughs> place everything and clip everything in. <laughs> We've definitely done that a few times. Yeah. Well, thank you, mom, so much for sharing your experiences. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, listeners, I'll be talking with our featured expert, Greg DeRocher. So stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Newbies, we are talking about car seat safety, and I'm talking with Greg DeRocher now. He's a father of three, a child passenger safety technician, and the founder and CEO of Safe Ride for Kids. Greg also spent more than 15 years as a firefighter and paramedic. So Greg, thanks so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So one of the first things we learn about car seat safety is that babies should start out rear-facing in the car. Can you explain how that's safer than them facing forward? Yes. So. The reason that rear-facing versus uh, forward-facing is preferred and and a safer way to travel is statistically the most common crash is a forward impact because we all drive around going forward, right? So in a crash with that forward impact, the crash energy is moving towards the front of the car and the rear-facing car seat is going to support the baby's head, neck, and spine, which is the obviously the central nervous system. So it's going to support that part of the, of the baby's body 
the best during that initial crash phase of the of the crash when there's the most energy to to be managed and dealt with <clears throat> and i love hearing all your stories uh, ladies about you know your experience of you know moving from no kids to now two and three kids down over the years our my oldest is almost 17 now <laughs> and our youngest is almost 10, almost 11 and I've been doing car seats since before I had kids. Um, I got started, I got certified as a, a technician back in 2000 and became an instructor of the car seat program here in Colorado in 2001 and have been on the instructor team here since then. So it's weird to think how long I've been doing this. But what I focus on in class when I'm certifying technicians, I love the crash dynamics piece of it. Because that's really what this all comes back to. That's why we do this. It's not necessarily for the 99% of the time, 99 plus percent of the time when we're driving around and nothing is going wrong. We're doing all this with our children and trying to make sure they're properly secured in the car seat for that rare occurrence when there's a crash. And that's when everything matters the most. So I know we're on a podcast, it's kind of hard <laughs> to demonstrate things, but you know, if you could kind of talk us through where the straps should hit on the baby or like sure. where they should sit when they're in the car seat. If you think about, let's say, let's start with rear facing. Generally speaking, the strap should always be coming across the shoulders, assuming we're in a five point harness. The harnesses are coming across the shoulder, down to through the chest clip, to the buckle in the crotch area, and then down to the, the hips where it anchors into the car seat again. The strap should be mid-shoulder and the chest clip should be right at the armpit level. And as one of you were talking about, the tightness of the harness is one of the most important things because in a crash, that's what's gonna be holding the child in the car seat. So when they're rear facing, those straps, need to be in relation to the child's shoulder. They need to be going through the car seat at or below the child's shoulder. Because if you can imagine a rear-facing child in a crash where the vehicle's moving forward, all the crash energy is going to be moving towards the point of impact. So in a frontal impact, when that car is hitting something, the baby is going to want to continue moving forward. And what we want is we want that harness on the shoulder to cradle the shoulder. We don't want it uh, in a where the baby has to travel a distance in the car seat before that strap engages with their shoulder. Because what we're ultimately trying to do is get that strap on the strongest parts of the body, which is the, the skeletal system, you know, on the, the shoulder, chest, uh, hips then the tightness of it should be one of the ways we used to say it was snug as a hug. <laughs> now we teach the pinch test, which is with the strap going vertical right around the shoulder, you want to try to use your fingers and pinch vertically from top to bottom. And if you are able to grab the strap, and pinch the strap, it's too loose. You want it to just bunch up a little bit, but not be able to grab it, not for it, it to fold into a pinch. And that's how you're going to know if it's tight enough. 
And when it's tight with the chest clip at the proper position in that crash, the um, harness is going to stay properly positioned on their body. And that changes a little bit when we go forward facing in the harness, which is, you know, for you and I, the, sh the shoulder belt of the vehicle seatbelt leaves our shoulder and goes up to the vehicle, right? So it's, it's going up and away from our shoulder. And in a, in that same forward crash, as we're moving forward, we're leaning into the seatbelt. So the seatbelt locks, it doesn't move and our body leans into it, right? So we're kind of trying to uh, create that dynamic when our child is forward facing in the five point harness. So we want that strap going through the car seat that where it leaves their shoulder and goes into the shell of the car seat behind them. We want that at or above their shoulder so that they experience that forward impact where they're leaning into the harness and it's not below their shoulder, which would cause it to want to kind of squish their body down, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're shooting for. And I think one of the common things that can cause the harness to be loose is one, you all already mentioned the coats, the bulky clothes, Really, we don't want any more material under the harness than, you know, a light sweatshirt kind of a thing, kind of material. What we're trying to avoid is the compression factor of the clothing itself, because that's what can cause the harness to be loose. So it may feel tight pre-crash just with our, you know, what we're pulling on it with our fingers. But in the crash, there's a lot more energy. But the other thing is start at the hips assuming most car seats adjust for tightness at the shoulders. So if you start at the hips and kind of pull all the looseness up towards the shoulders and then pull the strap tight, that's going to help make sure that the harness is nice and snug from the hips all the way up through. Great. You know, we've talked about jackets already. What are some other common no-nos that you see out there? I think a lot of parents, not to throw dads under the bus, but dads too, <laughs> um, kind of look at car seats like, oh yeah, this, I got this, you know, I don't need to read the instructions. It makes sense. I'll figure it out. You know, it, this is one area where it definitely pays to invest the time in reading the instruction book very carefully and paying attention to, you know, the details for your car seat, because every car seat, every car seat manufacturer has very specific things that they want the user to do or not do. So really you get your manual and read it and follow it and study it until you understand it. Because, you know, some car seats come with accessories that may need to be uh, added or removed at various weights and heights of the child, say for a newborn, your cart, your infant carrier might have an insert that needs to be removed at a certain weight or height of the child. And if you didn't read the book and pay attention to that, you may just leave it in there. So it's 75 to 90%. It's a wide range, but it's kind of hard to gather statistics across an entire nation of 300 and some odd million people. It's a wide range of misuse, but across the board, we find that you know, at least 75 
to 90% of car seats are not installed according to manufacturer's instructions 100%. So that's a wide range of misuses as well, because one misuse might be something relatively benign that wouldn't necessarily create a, a fatality, a fatal outcome in a crash. For example, maybe a minor twist in the, in the harness. Well, technically that's a misuse and you're not supposed to do it and you're not using the car seat by manufacturer's instructions. But in a crash, it may or may not have a significant outcome in the, uh, of the outcome of the crash. Whereas I've seen people pull into the fire station to get their car seat checked and the child was sitting in the car seat but the child wasn't harnessed in the car seat and the car seat wasn't attached to the vehicle in any way. Obviously, that's a much more significant misuse that would result in a fatal out or significantly different outcome <laughs> than just a twist in the webbing. So I think the one thing, study your owner's manual. Number two, and, and that actually includes the owner's manual for the car uh, because some cars have certain locations and equipment in the car that you can use for car seats in this position, but not that position. Uh, and I'm referring mostly to the lower anchors, which are the extra straps that come with the car seat so that you don't have to mess with using the vehicle seatbelt system. So study your owner's manuals for your vehicles. Make sure you're putting the kid in an appropriate seat and that you're using that seat, uh, your child's car seat correctly. That's the most important thing. Other misuses are um, transitioning from stage to stage too early. So NHTSA puts out a recommendation, which is the, they call it the four stages of car seat safety. So the first stage is rear facing. And NHTSA is what, Greg? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, NHTSA is the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Okay. And that is the federal organization, the federal agency that oversees all car seat activity, pretty much anything that has to do with a car. Rear facing is the first stage. The second stage is forward facing with a five point harness. The third stage is seat belt positioning. And then the fourth stage is just using the vehicle seat belt system. What we see as a major misuse is parents wanting to transition their child to the next stage too early. And the way that parents often think about it is that it's a graduation. You're graduating to forward facing, you're graduating to a booster seat or a seatbelt positioning device. And the reality is, is that at each stage, you're actually reducing the level of protection for the child. So you're going from a rear-facing five-point harness, which is the safest way to travel, to a forward-facing five-point harness, which is less safe. And the reason it's less safe is, earlier I described how the car seat itself supports the child's head, right? This head, neck, and spine in that forward impact, which is, again, the most common. When we turn that child forward-facing, we now have a harness that's holding their body but there's nothing holding or restraining their head. And as we all know, children's heads are disproportionately large and heavy to the rest of their body. So in that same forward crash, their neck is doing 100% of the restraining 
of their big head in that crash. And one of the formulas that we teach parents to start to wrap their heads around how much energy we're talking about is speed times weight. Now, if you're an engineer, we understand that's not the perfect formula <laughs> for force, but it's it's a great approximation to get parents thinking about the amount of force that we're dealing with in a car crash. So a 10-pound baby in a 20-mile-per-hour crash. Now, I don't know about you, but I could probably hit 20 miles an hour in the Target parking lot. <laughs> so 10-pound baby, 20 miles an hour, we're looking at 200 pounds of restraining force. If the baby's head weighs three pounds and we're still in that 20-mile-an-hour crash, we're looking at, what, 60 pounds of force on their neck? And their necks just aren't built for that. So we want to give the babies as much time between birth and moving to forward facing. So the, the best practice recommendation now is to keep them rear facing as long as possible to the upper weight limits of the seat. And now that now we're talking about the different kinds of car seats. You know, we had talked about the infant carriers that are only rear facing, and they may have a weight limit of say 30, 35 pounds. When we go shopping for the next car seat, we want to shop for one that has a higher rear-facing weight limit so that we can keep those kids rear-facing longer so that they're not going forward until they're you know two, three years old, and some kids even longer. So yeah, I think transitioning from stage to stage too early is is a big issue. And it, it continues up the spectrum to you know booster seats. Kids transitioning from the five-point harness into a seatbelt positioning device, the most common, which is the booster seat, but at Safe Ride for Kids, we actually sell a cool product, which is the Ride Safer Travel Vest, which is a vest that is also a seatbelt positioning device without all the bulk of a car seat. So it's a great product, um, but that's why I use seatbelt positioning device because it it's not a booster seat, but it accomplishes seatbelt positioning. And most children do not fit or do not pass what's called the five-step test of uh, being able to sit in the vehicle seat without any adjunct equipment, no booster seat, no vest, no seatbelt positioning, nothing, just using the equipment in the car until they're somewhere between nine and 12 years old. Most statistically is closer to the 12 years old, 11, 12 years old. Just beware that every state has different laws and all of the laws in every state tend to be the absolute minimum criteria. So we're looking at this spectrum between the, at the very lowest end is what's legal and the higher end is best practice. And when you talk to a car seat safety technician, a certified car seat tech, hopefully they're going to be teaching you best practice. So it may be legal in your state to turn your child forward facing at 12 months old, but that is nowhere near the safest thing to do. Okay. That's a really good reminder. You mentioned parents coming to the fire station to get their car seats checked. I think that's a really important thing to touch on here. If parents have questions about how the buckle's hitting their baby or if their car seat is in the car correctly, can they go to just any fire station? Can they go to a hospital? Where can you where can you go to get that checked? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> you know, that's a great question. No, you cannot go to any fire station or police station. 
there's only statistically there's a very small percentage of fire departments who have a certification process for their crews. You may pull into a fire station and you are most likely going to get some well-intentioned firefighter who wants to help you be safer and they may very well give you some very bad advice if they're not a certified tech. So first and foremost, make sure that the person that's talking to you is a currently certified child passenger safety technician. You're even, you know, encouraged in Col- here in Colorado, we encourage um, parents to ask to see the current certification card for that person because the certification is that every two years they need to get recertified. There's a national database through NHTSA for finding a certified car seat tech in your area. And it's an extremely long URL website. So at Safe Ride for Kids, we created a shortcut to that. And that is sr4k.com forward slash CPS tech, T-E-C-H. And the SR4K is the number four. Okay. On that page, we talk a little bit about, you know, what it means to get your car seat checked and stuff, but then there's a link, uh, a button to hit and you hit that button and it takes you over to the NHTSA website. On that page, it asks you to enter, um, you know, who are you, what are you looking for? You can search by name, you can search by such and such. I recommend city and state as the only two pieces of information. You know, if you have, they ask about, you know, language spoken and I think certified tech is one of them. So you can put that. Um, but if, if you put your zip code, that will restrict the search too much. So if you just put city and state, you're going to get a broader result of your entire area as opposed to just your zip code. Thank you so much for sharing this important information, Greg. We're going to take another quick break and then bring our moms, Hillary, Amber, and Angela back into the conversation. Sounds good. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Welcome back, mamas. Any thoughts on what we've just heard from Greg regarding this important topic of car seat safety? I agree. So many good points. Um, I think I see so much of what he was talking about, you know, every day in my work at the hospital. You know, I see our healthy kids, our complex kids, um, families call us all the time for car seat checks. 
Um, I'm also an instructor, so I work with um, a lot of the local fire departments and things um, in certification courses and keeping them up to date um, to serve families in the community as well. And I think he hit so many great points there about, you know, not transitioning too early. It's not a graduation. And, you know, harness fit and all of that, just so many important things that are really the basics, but also are like just really kind of complicated in a way. You know, and I think if we get the basics right, we're going to save lives, you know, and that's why I got into this, quite frankly, is, you know, I looked at what fire prevention was able to do over the last, you know, 50, 100 years in preventing structures from burning down. And in, you know, injury prevention is a great area to focus because if we can prevent the injuries from happening by properly teaching the parents how to use their car seats, we're going to save lives. Yeah, I had to laugh a little bit because Ellie is three and a half. She's still rear facing. And I don't think it's ever occurred to her that she could be facing forward. They don't know any different. <laughs> like, I mean, she's she's comfy. She just chills in there. But um, and she's actually she's pretty tiny. She's she's always been on like the smaller side of the percentile. So she is three and a half and she is well, well within the weight limits to stay rear facing for like quite a while. Um, and as long as she doesn't care, um, and I don't think she will because she's my easy one that just doesn't have a lot of opinions about things, but I'm cool with leaving her rear facing because that also means that like I can see, I can eat snacks <laughs> and she can't see me. Um, although now she knows when we pull through like the Duncan line that she should probably ask for a donut. <laughs> <laughs> I think something too that, that Greg mentioned that a lot of people don't know is that, uh, is to not add anything to your car seat that doesn't come with your car seat. I see it so often. Like there's so much cute, like boutique like stuff, um, putting, you know, like sheepskin or whatever on the shoulder belts and those like patterned head supports and like all of that stuff. And um, actually my sister-in-law, when she had her oldest, the nurses wouldn't let her leave the hospital until her husband went to Target and bought a head support. And when she told me that, I was horrified. I was like, when I found out, I was like, you need to take that out of her seat immediately. Please don't use it. Like, it didn't come with your seat. It, that means it wasn't, like, crash tested with your seat. Um, so you need to get rid of it. But I just thought it was so interesting that the nurses wouldn't let them leave. Um, I think Angela touched on the fact that, like, the nurses in labor and delivery and mother baby, like, they're not car seat techs. They're not certified techs. And hospitals legally will not let them tell you or help you buckle your baby into the seat um, because if heaven forbid like you have an accident on the way home and something went wrong um, like they, they don't want to be held liable um, and I know like that sounds really terrible but it's true they're just they're not certified technicians so again don't add anything to your car seat that didn't come with it because it's not tested that way. No, and, and that's great. And I think uh, there are some hospitals, I know there's a couple here in the Denver Metro that offer the service of having a car seat tech do that inspection, do that education. Um, but, you know, I think, again, you have people are in these professions because they want to help and um, their advice might not always be accurate. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really good to know because I had no idea to even ask for a certification when I left with my babies from the hospital and they, you know, checked the car seat and everything. So that's such good info for new parents. 
Are there, I know throughout this conversation, people have been throwing out some good resources. I'm going to, I've been making a list. I'll add those to the show notes. Any other resources, moms, that you found on car seat safety to be particularly helpful that you want to share? I think it's just stuff like this, like, uh, you know, sharing these things that get the conversation going. I think um, parents just need to have their interest peaked sometimes right before they start in that deep dive of what to be looking for and, and be aware of. Um, yeah, I just think if, if we can get little things like this out and spread awareness in small ways, it really leads to kind of that aha moment for a lot of people. I agree 100%. Thank you so much, Greg, for all of this helpful information. And Hillary, Amber, and Angela, thank you so much for joining us for this episode today. Listeners, you can find out more about Greg and his company at saferideforkids.com. That's saferide, the number four, kids.com. Also check out newmommymedia.com where we have all of our podcast episodes plus videos and more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, The Boob Group for Moms Who Give Breast Milk to Their Babies, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.